Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. seems to get involved, He's, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge again, live edition this time of year. Uh, I just, I feel like something needs to go up right as we are throwing the content together because things change so quickly. We're going to be talking about Damian Lillard in the back half of the show. And I don't want to talk about Damian Lillard and, you know, discuss the trades and all of that stuff. And then, you know, by the time I edit and post the show, have a Damian Lillard trade go through. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, we're going to be talking about the Lakers' big depth, right? The the centers yeah. behind Anthony Davis. And I am going to get on your case, and it's going to be fun. Okay. And, and Aaron has and I have not, I have not, me. I did not share this with you beforehand because I want to get, I want to actually do it. So <laughs> go ahead, finish your intro, and then I'll yell at you. <laughs> Is really rare that Aaron has that like glint in his eyes, like I am gonna rip into this mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm also you see me over here messing with my mic. I'm also going to, um, I'm also gonna rip, rip Harrison because I listened to uh, I listened to the show yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, you came through loud and clear, and Harrison yeah, was like twenty five percent your volume. All right, so here's I, I, I uh, this is the one issue with the live stuff is that uh, um, it's really hard to go back and edit that. And then in the video, mm-hmm. it's just not an option. I can't, yeah, right. I can't yeah, yeah. edit it for the video. But um, yeah, usually in, in, in post-production, I'm able to isolate the two feeds and then turn mm-hmm. his up. But it would be way easier if he just turned up his freaking microphone. Like yeah. it would just one yeah. time. Do I, sound, do I sound loud enough? I want everybody yeah, to hear it. The, I want everybody I hope to so. hear this. Okay, good. All right. Um, so yeah, I... I'm not. I'm gonna get out of your way then. If you have shit to say, okay. L- l- okay. So here's the, let so, her rip. So, so yes, you skew negative. Your coverage is negative, but that's oh it's goodness. not. It's it's how you view the world. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't think it's inauthentic. You you make. I think you make it. You play it up sometimes because it is it is somewhat your brand. But I do think it's mostly authentic. <laughs> but you're making a mistake in talking about the Lakers. You are making. And the summer that the Lakers had, you are making the same mistake that people. Or they've made. reportedly had. They haven't had the offseason yet. Oh, correct. Thank you. For the, thank you. You saved yeah. me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so this is the mistake, in my opinion, that you're making, and it's a mistake that everybody makes. Okay. Uh, not everybody, but like many, many, many people, usually fans on Twitter, generally. And Twitter's not a place for nuance, but they take something, and in your case, the the. Uh, non-guaranteeing of 
of Mo Bamba and uh, not picking up the team option for Malik Beasley. And your problem with it, why, although you said you were only a three out of 10 mad yesterday, but you are saying you, you'd wanted the optionality and, you know, you're going to trade them at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem you're making. You are presenting that possible case as fact. You are saying they would have, they could have, and it would have, it would have been better for them to do that because then they could take on a $30 million player that could be a difference maker. It is a it is one possibility that they could have, but mm-hmm. you are presenting it too much like it's a foregone conclusion that they would have or would have been able to. And we have seen so far both of their Nothing. markets. They have no oh, markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They haven't even agreed to. I know, yes, it's the moratorium, but Malik has. Malik has agreed theoretically with, with another team. That was at the minimum. And Mo is still a free agent, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um and in and if you are going to be able to, so they have no market, and teams did not want them at their current salary, which mm-hmm. we also know because the Lakers were trying to trade them for for since the season at ended. their previous salary, correct. Mm-hmm. And that was not. Sometimes it's more palatable for teams once you get you know two thirds of the way through the season when the trade deadline is because you don't have to pay them as, as much money. Um, but and the season has taken place already, and you know more about where your team sits, so you correct. get the, the sell. Like there are going to be more sellers at the deadline than there are sellers right now. The other problem, though, is that the rules now for making these trades are more restrictive, especially for, for especially for for teams that like have these high dollar players. They mm-hmm. are not gonna. They are often in the first apron. Sometimes, in some cases, the second apron. Which, yes, they are getting off of future money, but it is much more difficult for them. It they're less likely to even take on just bad salary in and of itself. Um, and to do so, and what we've seen, there are have been teams that are running cap space. There doesn't appear to be much cap space left over. San Antonio still has some, but teams have been renting their cap space, right? Uh, Joe Harris got mm-hmm. traded to Detroit and they and they had to include a second round pick. So to get off this money is going and... to correct. Um you saw the same thing with with Sacramento uh Sacramento and Dallas uh trading. So like I think you're just presenting it as fact something that is very difficult and possibly not an option at all. And if it wasn't an option and if it didn't happen, let's say that was the plan and the Lakers were not able to get anything for them or had to include a first round pick later on to be able to move off of them. That's the worst possible outcome. Having these guys that you do not anticipate being role players, taking up that much money and then not being able to have Gabe Vincent, theoretically, that is Mm -hmm. a worse outcome. And I just think you're doing too much of presenting a possibility as fact. And then like creating a straw man, you're saying they didn't do this. They could have done this. Maybe they could have, but in my opinion, probably not. I don't think the Lakers could have taken those two contracts and gotten anything you wanted later in the year. All right. So as that is the case, right? Because that's how you took it. Then I I do need to be clearer and say that it's opportunity cost, right? There's opportunity costs on both sides of this. You mentioned that the Lakers, if they do go down that path, they don't have Gabe Vincent. And that is a, that is a player that they, you know, according to reports will have next year. Um, Whereas if they pursue this path, I'm saying that you know there's or the maybe they do for... or maybe they do and don't have Torian Prince. Well, no, 
because uh, I don't think you could have both Bamba and Beasley at their previous numbers and stay under no, the you couldn't. No, no, no. You could not have both of them. You could have had one of them, but not both yeah. of them, correct? Yeah. Um, Saying so, if you still used it, on, then you would not have the room for uh, the biannual with Torian. Yeah. Like, and, and like, I think, so the, the, the scenario I have presented that I think splits the difference that does maintain a little bit more flexibility than the Lakers have right now, where... Like people were talking about, like there's a, there's a popular trade going around of like Kyrie Irving at his number actually matches up with Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell. In which case, the Lakers would be potentially sending out two of their starters to bring in a granted a very good player who would fit really well and stuff like that. Whereas like, uh, and and those guys will you won't have to attach as much stuff to those guys to land something as you would have to attach more stuff to two players in Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba um, who nobody wanted at that number. Uh, yeah. Like the, 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 that is part of the math too. But like, to me, um, I would have liked to have brought back Lonnie say, and, uh, and maybe he just wasn't interested. Right. And that's another part of, of this conversation was just like, like he looked at the role that he would have had on this team and said, I'd, I would rather make the minimum in Brooklyn uh, and 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 test my market there. Same goes, I guess, theoretically for for Malik Beasley, who says I I see my role in Milwaukee as a, a greater likelihood that I play there than I would here. Um, and so so like that's also a possibility. But if the Lakers, to me, had been okay with using that fifteenth roster spot instead of heading into the season with fourteen guys. Um, and brought those guys back at slightly above minimum, and that would be like the payment that they received for potentially lesser roles than they would have wanted, um, and and kept a trade chip heading into the season that they do not have now. Like that, that is that that, that you know that you keep Vincent, you keep Prince. The only difference here is that you guys have you have you know one of Lonnie or Malik on the roster. Which, by the way, I think it's it's kind of wise to have anyway because as it stands right now, Max Christie is your backup shooting guard, and if he isn't ready for that role, you're really kind of strapped for 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 uh, players to fill that role more successfully. Um, and and so yeah, I, I just think like generally speaking, and again, like you you say my my coverage skews negative. I have been like me being negative here is me saying that it was like a fine off season, a fine yeah, oh, yeah, to yeah, good yeah. off season. And I don't think like, I don't think, am I well, over I the moon? I think it was fair like, when you said, when you, do people, you like, called it do a, people uh, expect me to be like over the moon no, about no, no, like no. Jackson it, Hayes backup center? You called, it, you, called it a lead, you called it a lead off double. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Lead off double. Yeah. Fair. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, and and like and and the thing about a leadoff double, and I use that specifically, is because like you have a roar, runner in scoring position, where if you do things right afterward, you can score a run and have it's a successful a work to inning. Score, but you should right. you should expect to score, but it's going to take a little work. But in that scenario, though, um, if 
like let's say you, you let's say your 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 leadoff hitter, which is a, it's a, the first inning, right? And your leadoff hitter gets on, uh, out, hits a double. Can it be? And you have the harder you have the 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 harder your uh, order coming up, two three four coming up with an opportunity to not knock in that runner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you anticipate at least one or two of those guys doing what is necessary to, at the very worst, to move that guy over to third and hit a pot fly or, or a sack fly to get that runner home, right? Mm-hmm. You would think. Yep. But as somebody who watched the Dodgers in the Sometimes postseason in the last happen. couple of years, they fucking strike out, strike well, out, strike and, out. And you see, right, there's now that baseball has this dumb rule. You probably like it. But it has this dumb rule where I do. In, in extra innings, it just starts somebody in second base. Which I is do. dumb, but games keep going, right? There, you yeah. have those games that go can we call that the Nepo baby rule? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. you just you landed on second and acted like you hit a double, right? You were born on second, <laughs> but but yeah, I uh, I this is the thing like, the likelier scenario here is that Reeves takes another step forward, Rui takes a step forward, Max takes a step forward, and those guys fit into the roles that the Lakers now have them lined up for. Mm-hmm. If they don't, and you strand that runner at second, the layers the Lakers have fewer opportunities here to improve their roster to make up for that player, you know, than they would have if they would have spent more. And that's all that's all that I'm saying. I, I still like the roster going into next year. Um, Vincent is somebody who, like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we're like marveling at him being at only twelve million dollars this year because. He is capable of being a exactly. starting by point. The way, by the way, he's less than that. Yeah, because it like escal- yeah, escalates up. So no, 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 uh, no. He's less than the he's less than the full mid level. The Lakers left a little bit of room in the mid level. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but so possibly if you if you want to outbid somebody for for a a, a, buyout. a buyout guy later on in the year, or yeah. if you want to uh, convert a two way guy to a regular contract and not have the same issue as Max and uh, Austin and THT, mm-hmm. where you can give them well, extra thought, years. I thought that uh, was addressed in the new CBA. That Only for second rounders. Oh, picks. second rounders. Yeah. All right. Those guys, um, are all, those guys are all undrafted. So, like I said, there are, there are, it's just like, I can, I, and, I, and I said this on Twitter too, just like you're saying, I am assuming certain things as fact. I think, people are also assuming certain things as fact that are only assumptions, their hopes right now. Oh, sure. The, absolutely. The thought uh, no, is I agree that those you. guys are going to step forward. And it's like, yeah, they, normally, and, and by the way, like if I had to gamble on it, I would totally gamble on, on I would bet on Reeves working his ass off. I, and can pr- I promise you what? Austin's busting his ass. Yeah, I dude, yeah. I, I've never heard a single person ever question that that guy isn't going to live up to and exceed this current co- uh, contract. He wants a big one after this one. Like the, the, the next contract that he's lined up for is, is the one that like is the life changer. Um, and, and, I mean, this, you know, this, this one's the life changer. <laughs> well, one. but this one, this one, this one's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like $50 million. <laughs> this one, this tisk, one's the tisk, you know, whatever. But, but, but like the next one, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that he could have lined up for himself. Possibly, and, yeah. and that is like, in order to do that, he needs to exceed the four year, $56 million deal that he's currently playing on. Or well, will if he be just, playing if he plays once he became a starter last year. Um, and then through the playoffs as the Lakers third best player, he's already yeah. worth more than this deal. Like if he just keeps yeah. that level, he is vastly overplaying, overplaying how much he's getting paid for in this deal. Um, yeah. 
I don't. Yeah, I agree that other people, fans are. There's a sense that there's no way they're to talk assuming about all this the right best now without assuming that. stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. assuming all the best outcomes and then, you know, presenting those things as factual. Yeah. Um, and that's I also agree with. You know, I, I have a problem with that also. Hold on, as I had as I check in for my flight to uh, Vegas tomorrow. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What let's am see I what you get. get. God damn it! <laughs> um, you weren't flying with the Lakers. No, if I do that and stay with the Lakers, then I have to. Then I'm there, there for the as long as the Lakers week. are there. No, I don't want to be fly... there. I don't want to be there possibly twelve days. You can't fly there like with them and then fly back on your dime. No, I could, but then they they have a hotel room. See, this for is me. This long. is me splitting the difference. Uh, they that? have a hotel room for for however long I've been there. No, no, because I I gamble too much, so I get my hotel rooms basically free anyway, mm-hmm. and I like to be on my own program. Yeah, I could get a credential, sure, but that's a, like that's as far as I'll go <laughs> to be any kind of official. That's as far as I'll go. Um, so I agree with you that there are people fans that are taking you know, the most positive kind of look and then presenting those cases, which by the way, talking about just fandom. Correct. Usually. Um, well, it depends. It depends on how you are as a fan and how you are as like your team, right? Lakers fans Fair. generally, because stuff tends to go right for Lakers fans. Yeah. We're, we're a little bit more optimistic. I'm a Cal <laughs> I'm a Vikings fan, fan and, and, like... <laughs> and it, like it's always, it's just going to be, they're just going to be good enough to break my heart. So there's, I there's do not like... expect good things. There, there are very few worse feelings than like you know the Vikings being in the in 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 a spot to win a playoff. You know it's going to go wrong. You know, like it, they're going to so, pick up a stupid yes, penalty, and a thirty-yard field goal is going to turn into a forty-five yarder, and then that forty-five yarder is going to go wide left because Blair Walsh is a moron. Probably it'll yeah. probably hit the upright. <laughs> uh, so yes, there are fans that do that. It'll hit a um, bird, and there are also, frankly, there's also media members that have been doing that um, and presenting it. I was, like, as I said, you were presenting, you know, a negative outcome as fact, and they're presenting a positive outcome as fact, and neither is true. Um, yeah. But what I, to respond to your, to your shooting guard problem or your shooting guard, you know, what happens? Cause Max is the backup shooting guard. I kind of disagree with that. Um, I don't think Max is the backup shooting guard. I think he is in the guard rotation. But this is what happens when you have a theoretical signing of Gabe Vincent and a theoretical signing of uh, of Austin Reeves and a theoretical signing of D'Lo is all three of those guys can play point guard or off guard. Mm-hmm. They can handle a little bit. And we've talked about this before about like how much do the Lakers and you wanted you wanted Austin as the point Point guard guard. generally anyway with LeBron and with Austin, like there's plenty of creation now with D'Lo and Austin and LeBron and Vincent theoretically, but any of those guys can, I think whoever doesn't start at, uh, at the one, um, be it D'Lo, be it Vincent, I think they are the backup at both one and two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you are going to get some Austin moments with Austin handling the ball a bunch. So I do think Max Christie is going to play, but even if those guys are just like, even if D'Lo and Vincent are just straight, like one, one plays and then the other one plays, like at one, they're just the the starter and the backup. And Austin is the two, and like as good as he was last year is as good as he is this year, which is fine. But without that step forward, and then or somebody gets hurt, and you're like Christie. Okay, well that's what Max Christie is around for. That's why he's on the team, and that's also why JHS is on the team, right? Like usually mid round, mid first round picks 
get a chance to play. I don't think JHS is going to play a ton. I do think he's going to play, but I think there's plenty of guard depth. And if it got so far as needed Malik and, and needed Lonnie, who are both out of the rotation, except for Lonnie's explosion in the fourth quarter in game four, I think it was against the Warriors. Like there's a lot has gone wrong and you're in trouble anyway. So yeah, I think, I, I think I wouldn't be so concerned. I understand the point that you're making, I just wouldn't be because of how the roster is built. I wouldn't be so concerned about like depth at two. Well, all right. Here's here's the one thing that I would push back on. We know Darwin likes his full bench lineups. He likes his hockey subs. Yeah. And if that's if that's change. what they do, yeah. If if that's what they do here, you you can't like you're gonna have Torian Prince as your shooting guard. You're gonna have Vando as your shooting guard. Vando, the guy who doesn't shoot, is your shooting guard? <laughs> oh, no, I would say Torian Prince is much more likely to play two than Vando. That's what I would say. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it's just, it, that's where it gets a little awkward. And, and this doesn't take into account injuries, which we know the Lakers are going to sustain because everybody mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't take into account the, the, the shooting slumps and stuff like that. And guys who have it for a little bit and then need to sit for like a week or so. And then you need to, you need the, the roster flexibility to maybe make that happen sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I just, again, how about this? How about this? I could, I could argue that Milwaukee has the best roster in the NBA, right? It's fair probably, or Mm -hmm. maybe Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah, But let's just say Milwaukee. Yeah. Nobody has a perfect roster. Right. Well, I mean, like outside of the KD warriors, like every roster has holes in it. Who's, who's, who do you think Milwaukee's backup to is going to be this year? Uh, I, without looking, would it be Malik? Probably, or he's yeah. certainly like on. He's certainly in that rotation. Well, right? that's why he signed there. Like that's Correct. part of why he signed so, there. Like, is, is to say to say the Lakers are struggling and it would be better to have Malik. Like okay, like sure, but every roster needs concessions. But all right, so this is where this is where I just have an issue with this particular concession, and it's that like you look at outside. You know, once they brought in Vincent, they were going to be hard capped, right? And to me, if you're going to be hard cap because they brought Vincent in at, at above the taxpayer mid-level, well, yeah, and right? Torian Prince, the full, by yeah, angle. either one of those triggers. Um, as they as they did both of those, right? And you knew that they were going to be uh, hard capped. To me, you get as reasonably close to the hard cap as you can get with a little bit of wiggle room. If you have to add a player here and there over the course of the season, um, and and you see where you line up, but it does appear like you know they're going to be well below that with and 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 I would have preferred to use some of that space on a Lonnie or on a Malik that does give you a little bit of 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 that depth does give you that trade chip if you keep them at at, at an expiring contract um and and you split the difference here right i'm not look the the uh, scenario that i painted on substack where i said hey what the lakers could do here and could have done is if they just signed Prince right to what the number that they gave him, which was below the, the uh, taxpayer mid-level take it out uh, of the taxpayer. So it doesn't trigger the cap, the hard, right. Cap, yeah. Um, avoid Not the hard the cap, angle. bring back, you know, the, the majority of last year's roster, even, even if that means Bamba and Beasley um, being somewhat lower, right. To avoid the, uh, you know, the, the second apron, which you and I both knew going in, the Lakers were not going to go above that, um, just like most teams that, that were below it. I don't think anybody this year 
outside of the Suns were below the the second no. apron and jumped above it. I think everybody right. who is above it right now are the Suns and then teams that were high enough above it that they couldn't uh, get under. No, the Suns were above it anyway. Once they oh, traded okay. for Beal, <clears throat> excuse me, once they traded for Beal, the Suns were above it. Um, no, but that, that's what, what I mean. Was, that no, the question, was, the question was going to be, they wouldn't have been, that put them over because the assumption was they were not going to, they were going to either waive or a non-guarantee, you know, the partial guarantee for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So they went over the second apron going from 15 to um, 30. The Warriors and the Clippers are the ones that have gotten, uh, have lowered. They're still above it, but they have lowered their, their, yeah. their bill. Um, I think, I think Brooklyn was, I think Brooklyn was also, I think those are the four now that, Maybe right, but there was there was nobody below the hard cap other than the Suns who were right. below it. Then they made the deal trade, and then they went above they it. Put themselves over into it. Yes. Um, there is nobody who put themselves like into the into the uh, second apron or above the second apron, which, by the way, was the anticipation, and that is why the players union <laughs> to me is just like you a lot of hard cap guys. But anyway, um, yeah, but but it's not but, a hard cap though. It's well, not. It's I not. Mean, the Suns just showed you it is not. Okay, I know. I that's that's what owners are going to want people to think, so that the players' union doesn't get pissed. But I, if nobody ever jumps above the the, the hard cap, then like, we, in the first in the first chance to do it, the Suns did it. The Suns said we don't yeah, care. And we're doing everybody it. else is doing whatever they can to avoid it. We're we're seeing you know. So, yes. If, no. If, so like, here's the if, thing: like, if you consider it a hard cap for the players themselves. The, the top spending teams are not going to spend. But do you think in the old CBA that the the Rockets spend 40 whatever million dollars a year on Fred Van Vliet or 20 a year? They had to spend because there are some punitive penalties if they don't get up to the, the yeah. floor immediately. So mm-hmm. the, the money is still being distributed the same way. To It's just being spread out more. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, here's where I, I'm a little skeptical in... Um, you're not wrong, but um, it is being spread out in a way that's creating me- mediocrity. Which, by the way, that is the point. The people like if if you're upset with my line of analysis with this Lakers roster and the holes in it, um, the retort is everybody is going to be a little bit more mediocre this year and moving forward. Well, it's I mean, just like, like for the most part. Bad. Huh? Look at it in, if, let's look at it as the at the West in general. Like, I think that's what matters, right? We still have to see what happens with Dame. We still have to see what happens with Harden. But the Nuggets lost. I mean, the Nuggets were playing like six and six and six and a half, seven and a half guys in the finals. Mm-hmm. Right? Who the Lakers and lost? They lost two. one of them. They lost two of them. Jeff Green left too, and they were not really. Oh, yeah. Where Jeff Green go? How did I miss that? Yeah, Jeff, I, I don't remember. Jeff Green left. Jeff Green hmm. and Bruce Brown. Now, is Christian Brown had some good moments in the vinyls. Can he make up for one of those? Okay. But now, and Peyton Watson, they really like. Like, okay. Yeah. They got yeah. at least incrementally worse. And the Lakers got at least incrementally better. Right? Who are the other, like, the Warriors? I don't, you know, CP3, Pool, whatever. I think next year, CP3 is probably better than Pool. But... They haven't done much else either. Maybe they're slightly better because the vibes will be better. Mm-hmm. But like, eh, the Clippers kind of feel Paul's like a mess. Help with vibes. 
Yeah, the Clippers kind of feel like a <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul, uh, Poole being gone will help a bunch. I don't. I mean, unless maybe Draymond will punch CP3 in training camp. So who knows? They're gonna punch each other. Uh, Remember, uh, was it Sergeant Bilko? Did you ever see that movie? Like way, way, no. way back in the day, Steve Martin. No, that's like this. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like this army movie, and um, they have like this gambling ring in it, and um, they throw one of like the boxing matches. And, you know, even money comes in on both of these fighters. And they're like, they throw the fight. And so they're dancing, they're dancing, they're dancing. They finally, both guys agree to throw a punch. Like, finally. And they knock each other out. And that's going to be what we're going to see from oh, Draymond and, and CP3. And CP3. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that CP3 can, like, reach Draymond's face. but um, Well, that's not what he aims Or, for. like, or, or isn't it, uh, which Rocky is it? Is it Rocky 1 or 2? Where uh, him oh. and Creed, like, knock each other yeah, the like the time. final, the final yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So, like, relative to the competition, I think the Lakers maybe have had the best. Uh, the Suns, I do, I do think the Suns have gotten better. Um, maybe even significantly better. But, um, I would say outside of that, I think the Lakers have, or you certainly could argue, have had the best offseason in the West. And for a team that was right, I mean, how you look at the sweep, but the sweep with all you know, all the games were close. Um. For a team that was in the like the facts are the facts, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year, mm-hmm. and they got better. And the team that they played and lost to in the Western Conference Finals got worse. So, I, I agree. I don't think that I don't think it's a home run, but I think there's quite a bit to be positive, feel positive about. Yeah, in, I, and I'm not like I am really excited to watch Gabe Vincent play. I think he's the perfect like point guard for for what the Lakers were looking for. I mean, I, I would prefer he'd be a little bigger. You know, he's only like six one or whatever. And he has short arms, but like I, you know, that usually goes hand in hand with being a good shooter is having short arms. So it's really difficult to have like those guys, those three and D. That's what makes those three and D wings who are really good, really special is that they somehow are able to, you know, keep control of all of that wingspan and be able to be a capable shooter too. Yeah, it's hard um, to repeat the motion. The more you have to, there's a lot the going more, on. The more you have yeah. to swing around stuff. That's why, like, that's why, like, golfers tend to be kind of short, is because, like, you know, if, if anything. Anything above like six two, six three, and now like you are seeing like Dustin Johnson is a bigger golfer. Tiger was like a bigger golfer, but like for a long time, it was a whole bunch of like five five white guys running around out there, and and it was just like. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, so like I said, I like the off season. I think it's a a fine to good off season. The only thing I'm all I'm the only thing that I would tweak is spending a little bit extra on top of everything that they did to keep one of Lonnie or Malik just to have as depth at shooting guard and as a trade chip to bring in. Like if you attach a second rounder to one of those guys making like $5 million next year, that gets you the backup big that the Lakers don't currently have right now. I mean, maybe, but is that, is that so much better than the, four or five bigs that are still on the market. Right well, now, we got to, we got to yeah. see, we got to see right. like, yeah, I, I, the point maybe, is like the, the center market is saturated is, is the point. Right. And there's, yeah, and, there's and a lot of opportunity to find a, like a guy. Like if the, the Lakers, minimum. if the Lakers walk away with Christian Wood, who I think is a pretty good reclamation project, right? Like if they walk away with him and convince him to be like the second big and move Jackson to the third big, um, then yeah, I would say that's a that's a solid signing there. That I really like the upside. I think the Lakers still need a little bit more talent, and that's why I would lean Wood there. 
But if they decide they want to bring in Tristan Thompson for like locker room vibes and stuff like that, and be um, a a you know a, a, the uh, what is it the executive of vibes right the C the CVO <laughs> the, the, the the chief the chief vibes officer then there cool like that's that's also in another direction they can go if they feel like there was untouched potential there untapped potential with Mo Bamba because of the injury situation last year, then I could, there's an argument to be made there. I would get a little nervous if the Lakers decide to stay a little closer to um, the, the, the tax apron and convert Castleton to a, you know, from a two way to an NBA deal instead and, and save like a million bucks here or there. That would make me a little nervous because that means Hayes has to pop. Um, But yeah, like I, I think there are like it's just about lines in 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 the stand that are drawn either from fans' perspective with what they're comfortable with with when as it pertains to the Lakers potentially spending a little bit less than they maybe could have, and and lines that the Lakers draw in the stand that where where they say they aren't going to spend there, and you know for for the Lakers if they're basically saying hey we're we're in the tax anyway and we don't want to spend the money and for the repeater tax. Um, to keep a third string shooting guard potentially that is above the the veteran minimum, then like that's a business decision that they can make. That doesn't change that I'm I get uneasy about a team that was just in the Western Conference making business decisions. Like the, all of this stuff can be true. And and again, the 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 grand takeaway here is that the Lakers did get better. How much mm-hmm. better is going to depend on on Reeves? It's going to depend on Rui, and it's going to depend on Max. It's going to depend on health with LeBron and AD. But it's also um, going to depend on continuity, which they and haven't yeah, had before. Yeah, and that's, which... that's going to help too. Yeah. Um, and then if it doesn't work out and they wind up flipping D'Lo and Rui for Irving, then LeBron walks away happier too. <laughs>